Hello, Claire to all stations. Just to confirm, the last bird of 2023 has flown from the cages. That's bird number nine and flying well from all reports. Over. That's the voice of Claire Hardman, a conservation ranger with the National Parks and Wildlife Service, communicating with her colleagues at the release site of the nine remaining osprey chicks that were brought to Ireland from Norway as part of the osprey reintroduction programme being undertaken by the National Parks and Wildlife Service. Now, originally there were ten, one died, nine successfully fledged. So what lies ahead of them? Well, these birds will hang around the area for a while. They will continue to be fed, but eventually instinct will take over and they will head south for Africa. It's a journey of some 5,000 kilometres. And along the way, they will encounter many dangers. If they survive, it's hoped that in about two years from now, they will return to Ireland, find mates, breed and start the next generation. But is it likely? Zoe Smith has been monitoring these birds at the release site for the past six weeks or so. She's very familiar with the birds and is confident that they're all healthy enough to make the journey. And if they manage to avoid serious mishaps, should return to Ireland from where they were fledged. So in a natural nest, uh, when it comes to migration in the autumn, the female is the first to leave. So she sets off on her migration. She leaves the male to keep feeding the remaining young. And then he leaves and the juveniles are the one that, that leave last. And then the juveniles will spend a whole year in um, Africa where they on their wintering grounds. Uh, so they'll spend that whole year just um, not returning. And then after the second year, they come back and the males are very site faithful, so they tend to come back to where they were hatched out and where they regard as their home. So this is what we're hoping from this project, that the males will return and they are critical to um, establishing the population. So the male comes back first and he starts to build up the nest platform or the tree nest and then he will get fish and start displaying, trying to bring in, draw in and attract his mate. And then the females are the second to return, but they are not as sight faithful and they can go many kilometres from where they were actually hatched out and they will be attracted in by seeing a male and his big nest. And they're also semi-colonial, so they like to kind of be in an area where there are other birds around as well. So when you say displaying, what do you mean he displays with a fish after oh, okay. building the nest? <laughs> I mean display. So he does a, a type of a flight that we describe as a display. So he's got his fish and he's flying up and down. And we call that a display flight, which is trying to attract female's attention and get her to come back and start breeding with him. Presumably he only does this if he sees a female in the area. Oh, you can see them actually doing that even before the um, females have returned. I'm not sure if they're practicing, but they're also defending their territory from other males because they want to show the other males, like, this is my territory, you find another nest site. So you will see them doing it as they get back. Mm, okay. <laughs> and you've seen this display, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that in the Highlands of Scotland uh, this spring. So that's a really amazing sight and really interesting. I bet it is. Yeah. And are they always successful? No, not always. You can have females that, you know, one of the couple may die and they may have to repair with somebody new. We've seen there's various nest cameras nowadays, which is really interesting and helpful to learn a lot of information. So you can have original pairs or there, for example, I think there was a, a male that mated with a new female and then the original female returned, chased her off and <laughs> things like this. So you can see many different types of behaviour. But it's she who chooses him, not the other way around. Yeah, usually it's the female that comes back second and chooses the male.
Yeah, so he's got to be on top form sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, he and needs to build, right kind of fish. build a nice nest. Build a nice nest. Yeah. And the nest is huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're constantly adding to the nest, bringing in sticks and nest material, nest lining, like turf and moss and things and like that. And is there a reason for that? Well, they just need a, a good nest to be able to breed successfully because she's going to lay some quite fragile eggs, so they need to have a soft lining and a secure lining so that there's no risk to those eggs. And what are the chances of these birds coming back here? Well, I think it's roughly about 70 to 75% mortality. So we're only going to get about 30% of the birds coming back. But we hope that as we've done this um, release in a very calm and thoughtful way and they haven't had much human interaction, that they should feel comfortable and secure to come back to this nest site. Tell us about how you release them. We do what we call a staggered release and a soft, well, and soft release, so it's a very calm release. There's no noise. The pens are opened very gently without them seeing a human. For example, this year we've done a staggered release. We've, we've opened one pen of two birds and they came out and they felt they knew that the other birds were still in the pen. So that's held them in the area and brought them back to feed in the area because we then put food on top of the pen and other feeding tables. So that's held them in the area, but it's also showed the birds that are in the pen what's going on outside and kind of got they've got the instinct to go out and feed so it works both ways and it's been really successful because we've had the birds still around the release site coming to feed and roosting around here which is the objective so that's been brilliant because you want those birds to regard this place as home yeah exactly and we want them to come back after their migration to come and breed here in a few years time over what period of time would you release all birds over a few days we would release the birds over a few days but we have to take into consideration things like the weather conditions and the conditions of the bird. We must make sure they're all healthy and ready to go and that they've got good visibility and clear conditions to be able to be released. Just one thing, Zoe. It's not that they come back to where they hatch. It's that they come back to where they fledge because I've had that same question asked. Like, these birds hatched in Norway yeah, sorry, sorry, and were brought here to yeah. Ireland. So people <laughs> really ask, well, why don't they just migrate back to Norway? The thing is that they tend, yeah, for whatever reason, it's the imprinting of where they fledged from they come back to. Yeah. So, because people are going, why are we releasing Norwegian birds here? Aren't they just mm -hmm. going to go back to Norway? But no, they'll, this is imprinted as their home when they fledge. So they'll come back. Yeah. Their instinct will be to come back here where they fledged from. So it's kind of artificial fledging. That's why you can't bring adult birds here. You know, they just would go back to Norway. <laughs> so... And you can see some terrific photographs of those young ospreys taking their first flight on our website, rte.ie forward slash Mooney. So thanks to Valerie O'Sullivan for giving us permission to use those images. Niall? Great photographs. Valerie's an amazing photographer and she really specialises in these birds of prey. So a yeah, real treat to have those and a real treat to see this bird back in its natural environment in Ireland after so long. It's absolutely wonderful. Coupled with the breeding success in Fermanagh, um, it's really coming at a good, very good time for ospreys. Yes, it is. It's most welcome news. It's Lockgarten 1954 all over again when the RSVB set up a camera and invited great risk they took and to invited people to come and look at the osprey. And they feared that egg collectors might take the eggs and so on and so forth. But think of the wonderful harvest they got in conservation and the effect of, of that on the public opinion in Britain was enormous. The ospreys did wonderful things for conservation advocates for conservation if you like like we are ourselves in our modest way on the Mooney 